local leaders, top stories, the news that matters most to you. The News Drive at 5 with host Patrick Reynolds starts now. Welcome to the News Drive at 5. Today for this Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, 5.06 p.m. on the Eastern Time Zone. You just listened to Town Talk hosted by Lake Norman Chamber of Commerce President Bill Russell, where they pretty much covered a lot of information and stats from Huntersville. Head on over to WSIC News' social media to catch the replay of that show. And we're going to be referring to that quite a bit throughout this broadcast of the News Drive at 5. I am joined in studio today my special guest, Iredell County Sheriff's Office Deputy Bill Hamby joins the show in studio, sort of like a pseudo co-host role hey, today. Bill, welcome. Back again. I had so much fun at uh, 3 o'clock and decided to come back. <laughs> you guys were more than gracious enough to have me back, so I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. We appreciate you being here. This is our first repeat guest for the News Drive at 5. Just began the show in uh, January, 1st of January, and you are the first guest to be <sighs> repeat. Yes. I'll bask in the glow. <laughs> Great to have you on as a cameo. We'll hear from Bill throughout the show today. 844-STUDIO-4 connects you with the studio if you'd like to talk to me or Bill. Uh, 844-788-3436. That's 844-788-3436. We will also be giving tickets away, or giving away tickets, to the two home shows coming up. The Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th, 27th, and 28th at the Cabarrus Arena in Concord. And the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Those of you watching the video feed, I am flashing the tickets right now. These could be yours. We're going to give away a four-pack later in the show. Just call in to win two tickets for each show. The top so, five. Oh, go, ticket, go ahead, Bill. Tickets like that cause guys like me to have to do a lot more work. You you notice that, Because huh? you go to that with, with your spouse, your significant other. You'll go down there. You'll see some sort of beautiful display or beautiful setup or a new or a new idea. And my wife will look at me and go, we're going to have that. <laughs> I, 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 I pitched this to the guys the other day. It's like, you know, Valentine's Day is just under a month away. This covers you for a gift, I think. It's like two great date afternoons oh, with absolutely. your lady. And it's not just, you know, women that are involved in the gardening and landscape. A lot of guys are excited about this, especially with this cold weather. It's pretty chilly out there today. It's They're brisk. probably dreaming of springtime and, and cutting some grass and putting in some landscape Absolutely. stuff. Yeah. So the, I think these are great. Uh, the Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. Stay tuned to win and just call in a little bit later here on the News Drive at 5. The top five stories, the top five at five that we are tracking for you this hour. A rape trial continued in Iredell County Superior Court. A Statesville fire sadly claims a life. The Lincoln County Sheriff's Office is seeking information on a stolen grave statue. We have the latest from the Iredell County Commissioner's meeting and likewise from Cornelius and Davidson. Our top story tonight, a former Mooresville High School student who was charged with raping a classmate 
was expected to testify in his own defense on Wednesday in Iredell County Superior Court. Assistant District Attorney Regina Mahoney said on Tuesday that she planned to rest the state's case against Jericho Montrell Neal after calling her final witness on Wednesday, which was earlier today. Neal, 22 years old, is charged with raping a classmate on the campus of Mooresville High School in March of 2018 when he was 16. His accuser testified earlier that Neal sexually assaulted her in a stairwell on the lower level of the Magnolia building after they met there about 2 p.m. on that date. Neal denied having any sexual contact with the young woman who was 14 years old at the time. When he was questioned by a Mooresville police investigator shortly after he, she reported being assaulted. However, defense attorney Ken Darty told the jury in his opening statement that Neil and his accuser had consensual sex before school started in March of 2018. On Tuesday morning, Colleen Medwid, a forensics interviewer at Dove House Children's Advocacy Center, completed her testimony. The state's final witness was expected to testify Wednesday about the results of lab analysis of that evidence. Assuming that Neal takes the stand, Judge Albright said he anticipated the attorneys would make closing arguments to the jury of seven men and five women on Wednesday. A Statesville Fire Department and Statesville Police Department are investigating the cause of a fire that claimed the life of one person on Tuesday. Statesville firefighters responded to a report of a structure fire in an abandoned home on Old Charlotte Road about 5 p.m. Tuesday. Statesville Fire Department personnel, who were advised that there was possibly a person trapped inside the structure, quickly entered the home where they located a man. After he was pulled from the home, responders began CPR. Unfortunately, the man succumbed to his injuries. The name of the deceased was not released pending family notification. In Denver, the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office is asking for the public's help with information that would lead to the recovery of a statue stolen from a gravesite. The bronze statue of a little girl feeding rabbits was last seen December 13th at the gravesite in the 600, or excuse me, the 900 block of South North Carolina 16 business. The statue is valued at $3,000, according to the Lincoln County Sheriff's Office. Anyone with information on the whereabouts of the statue is asked to contact the Sheriff's Office. Iredell County Commissioners on Tuesday approved more than $721,000 for economic development as an incentive to Corvid Technologies. Craig Goodson, Director of Economic Development for the Iredell County Economic Development Corporation, requested the incentive. Corvid, which completed a $28 million expansion of its Mooresville headquarters in 2018, is planning to invest $30 million in another expansion at its Langtree campus. Founded in 2014, Corvid provides technology-based solutions to a diverse customer base ranging from the Missile Defense Agency to high-performance motorsports. In other business, Representative Jeff McNeely discussed efforts of the local legislative delegation to secure state funding for Iredell County. The North Carolina General Assembly appropriated $15 million for the construction of a new terminal at the Statesville Regional Airport in the 23-24 budget. McNeely also touted funding for the new Public Defender's Office for the 32nd Judicial District. Their office will help speed up the judicial process and alleviate pressure on the jail. 
McNeely was also a guest on the News Drive at 5 earlier this week. Commissioners and Sheriff Darren Campbell honored Deputy Danny Williams, who is retiring at the end of January after being a sworn law enforcement officer for 50 years. The sheriff commended Williams for his service to the community and for having the highest ethical and moral standards. Campbell said, I have tried and tried to get him to stay. He's an officer's officer, one in a million. And our special guest tonight, Deputy Bill Hamby, will have lots to say about that aspect. Uh, we've got about a minute left till the break, probably less than that. But Sergeant Williams, real quickly, uh, what's your experience with him? What kind of uh, guy is he? Danny is, is one in a million. <clears throat> to echo what Sheriff Campbell said, Danny has 50 years of experience. He's worked for Statesville Police Department, uh, Troutman Police Department in our agency. Uh, always smiling, uh, always just a great guy. I have loved working with Danny ever since I've known him, and uh, we're going to miss him, no doubt. Certainly seems like a very big asset to the department. We're going to talk more about Sergeant Williams as more of the Aradale County Sheriff's Department. we got Bill Hamby in studio with us, a special guest for the News Drive at 5. we got more news. We've got tickets. We've got Deputy Hamby. We've got all kinds of stuff coming up. WSIC News. We'll be back right after this. Welcome back to the News Drive at 5 here at WSIC News Talk Radio. I am Patrick Reynolds, taking you home on this Wednesday, January 17th, 2024 at 5, 18 p.m. on the East Coast. Tickets to the home show, come two home shows, coming up a little bit later in our broadcast here. But I am joined in studio by, from the Iredell County Sheriff's Office, Deputy Bill Hamby is my pseudo co I call it, forget the pseudo. You're a co host today, bud. How are you? I've been promoted. I've been promoted. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, from uh, deputy to co host, that is a promotion in your I'll, world? I'll take it all day long. Sir. Wow. I yes, didn't sir. know we were that hard. Thank we were you. that high up on. That's great. Thank you. Radio. We are athletes too. <laughs> well, we heard you earlier today on WSIC mm -hmm. News on the good, bad, and the guilty yes, every sir. Wednesday. 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the WSIC family. And we want to inform our audience, if you missed that broadcast, there is a scam going on big time in is it Iredell County, Mecklenburg. Where, give well, me some details. Today was the first day it manifested here in Iredell County. Okay. I had received a call from uh, some friends of mine who live in the southern part of Iredell County who were contacted uh, first of the week uh, about a gentleman representing himself as a Mecklenburg County Sheriff's Deputy saying that uh, the lady was a witness in a case and she had failed to appear in court and the judge had issued a warrant for her. Uh, and um, she's like, well, sir, I'm, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, oh, yes, ma'am, you, you signed these papers. You signed these papers. So she kind of knew something was up or suspected something was up. So she calls her husband. He calls me. I, I make some calls down to Mecklenburg County, unfortunately. By the time I was able to get my information and get back with the family, she was – very worried about being arrested, so she mm. ends up loading a thousand dollars onto a gift card. Calls this person back, says, "Okay, ma'am, read me the numbers." Read her the numbers, and basically, you heard that money go right, right out of the wallet. Mm. So uh, today, we had three individuals uh, call our office just shortly after afternoon, saying that uh, an individual, while representing to be Jason Hampton with the civil division. Mm -hmm had contacted them, said that this was a little different variation, that they had failed to attend jury duty. Well, of course, as you just read, we have a trial going on. Well, what do you need for a trial? 
jury. Jurors. So these mm-hmm. scam artists, they listen, they understand, they research, they they do their homework like we do their our homework on them. Yeah. And he uh, he said, well, ma'am, I'm you know you you failed to come to court, and there's a warrant for your arrest. And she's like, well, sir, sir, I didn't get anything. He's like, oh yes, ma'am, you, yes you did. And this is how we can either come arrest you, or you can go to Walmart or Walgreens, which it's unique that they use those two because those are two businesses that accept gift cards. So they told they told all three people a, a combination of Walmart or Walgreens, go put money on the card, then call us back and give us the number. Fortunately, none of these victims did. There there was one individual that, that was a victim, but he's he lives inside the city, so the city police department will uh, investigate that incident. But... We do have a Jason Hampton that works for our agency mm-hmm. who is in our civil division. So here again, if someone calls representing to be a law enforcement agency and they start asking you for money, okay, if you if someone says, uh, Patrick, you got a warrant, right. there's a warrant active for your arrest, but if you put money on the gift card and call me, we'll let you out of it. No legitimate law enforcement agency mm-hmm. is going to let you buy your way out of a warrant. All right, so that's first. That's first thing. Mm-hmm. Secondly, if they tell you, and we have actually had scams before in the past where they, the, these, and, and everybody goes, I can't believe people fall for that scam. Folks, let me educate our listeners. These people are good mm. at that, because this is their job. That's what they do to make money. So they are mm. good at their job. They know how to talk, they know how to sound. They'll even put you on, on hold and have like uh, a music playing in the background or some information playing in the background like it's a law enforcement agency. Or while they've got you on the phone, they'll have like a scanner on where you like hear police, mm-hmm. you know, chatter in the background. So they know how to make this sound legitimate. Uh, but anytime they start asking you for, well, I need you to verify your information. So if you call me and you say, well, Bill, we've got a warrant for you, but I need you to give me your social security number to verify we got the right person. Come on, folks. That's that's a scam. They're they're trying to fish for information uh, out of you. They're trying to use subtle tactics to get information out of you because all they really need is your name and a social security number, and Pandora's box is open and it just can go crazy for you. Now these uh, criminals pretty smart in the aspect of they were using the name of a real deputy in mm-hmm. the in the sheriff's office, correct? Yes. yes. Yeah. So they did their research and their homework ahead of time to knew absolutely know who was working. Mm-hmm. Gosh, sure I mean, they're dumb and smart both at the same time. And the the phone number, uh, one of the folks even gave us a gave us the phone number. And when you call the phone number, it says, "Hi, I'm I'm uh, Lieutenant Jason Hampton, Arnold County Sheriff's Office. I'm unable to get to the phone right now. Give us a call." Which is very similar to what our voicemail messages say. Right. So these people know what they're doing. They do their research. But you know, so the other day they hit Mecklenburg County. You know, mm-hmm. pretended to be okay. them. Today they were us. So tomorrow it could be. You know, Lincoln County could be Catawba County, maybe right. Davie, maybe somewhere not even in this area, and then they'll float back in. And everybody's like, well, they give me a phone number. Well, they do, but that phone number is a spoof number that'll activate another number, which will activate another number. So even if we're getting phone search warrants trying to follow up on these cases, all we're getting is a burner phone, and right. it's very difficult to, to do the phone numbers. And you were able to get this message out to mm-hmm. the region through the Iredell County Sheriff's Office app, yes. which I didn't know you guys had until this afternoon. There and I you heard go. It right here. We've educated. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. No, Sheriff Campbell saw this coming a couple of years ago. We actually had a situation where we were pushing information out over Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, Facebook was a whole lot better than, and, and I'm not knocking any newspapers, so please don't don't take it as such, listeners. <laughs> but if we waited, if we had something going on right now, 
and right. we send information to a newspaper, well, they might print it tonight. It may be tomorrow. By the time it gets to the public, it could be one or two days old. Yeah. So if it's critical information, we could push it out when we developed our Facebook page. Well, that's fine, well, and good if you're in a situation where you can stop and actually be scrolling through social media, see our Facebook page pop up. Mm -hmm. With the app, it's live time, instantaneous. We can push information. We can push information out as such. And we use it a lot for, for critical information, breaking information like today with the scam. Right. We've had situations where there's been occurrences at a school well, we can push it right then because, as you guys know from being in the media as well, the rumor mill starts churning. So <laughs> oh, yeah. if you get something from our agency, it is from us, and that is what's going on. We're trying to tell you live time. So we, we, we push things through our app, or as, as we lovingly say, if we push it with a ding, yeah. that's to get your attention and, and to push out this information. Well, WSIC, we've got uh, one, two, three radio frequencies plus our web page. Plus our social media, I think Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, X, LinkedIn, mm -hmm. Instagram, uh, probably forgetting so YouTube as well. And with all those, we reach, you don't reach uh, the same audience multiple times. Correct. You're reaching a different audience. Mm -hmm. It takes that that aspect to yes. just push, especially real time with what you guys need, get that information out now. And it's, it's it. also a neat way to not only push information, but to provide you information. So if you go to our app or if you download our app, um, we, we have weather alerts. We have uh, ways to access who's in jail. We have ways to access uh, how to search sex offender registry. We have information if we push on like our volleyball league or any of our classes, our church security or, or surviving active shooter classes. We push that information through our app as well. So it's kind of a two-way street. We're giving you lifetime instantaneous information, but we're also giving you information about our agency and giving you the opportunity to have outlets to research things on your own. Let's talk about some good news here for a little bit. Okay. Sergeant Williams, 50 years yes. with Iredell County Sheriff's yes. Office, retiring in the end of the month, I guess? He, he is. Yeah. Uh, we have begged him. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I won't say bribe because that's an ugly word, but, uh, you know, Danny, if you're listening, uh, there is a new charger. <clears throat> but, uh, no, I'm just, just kidding, just kidding. But, uh, no, Danny, Danny's been a blessing to our agency. We, he came about eight years ago. Uh, he started in law enforcement just about time uh, a lot of us were born, and mm -hmm. Joe, before you were born, uh, <laughs> and worked for the Statesville Police Department, worked for the Troutman Police Department for a number of years, uh, retired from those agencies, and went into corporate, the corporate world, was a, was a manager of a local hardware uh, company, uh, was a manager for them for several years, uh, and at the same time was what we call a reserve deputy, which is where he maintained his authority, he maintained his ability to arrest people uh, and, and enforce the law, just he wasn't a full-time employee. So he he leaves his, his corporate job and comes back and works for us about eight years ago, uh, and then our desk sergeant opened up and uh, Danny filled that position, and he is the smiling face right. that you meet when you come to the sheriff's office, and we're going to miss him. How do you replace a guy like that? Certainly that position, you don't. You don't. Okay, well, someone's got to fill some, that role, some, yes, I suppose, yes, different, yes. Ver different someone, verbiage. Yes, someone will fill his position. Obviously, it's, it's a very vital position for our agency. Uh, we want to be that liaison b between the, the office and, and, and the public, and we want you to, to see a deputy, talk to a deputy uh, when, you, when you come to our agency. 
but uh, nobody will replace Danny. He's just an awesome guy. Now, something I wish I I saw him in the studio here earlier today mm-hmm. as he was exiting. I wish I, I thought of this afterwards. Danny Williams, I believe, is the same name as the character uh, from Hawaii Five O with Steve you know, McGarrett. He was telling Joe and I before we got started on, on our show. He must uh, have had a lot of jokes. Uh, yes, and he said actually back in the day when he would arrest people that he would bring them to our jail and they would actually say, book them, Danny. <laughs> so, uh, yes, Danny Danny has has uh, has done a lot of things. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit more about Sergeant Williams a little bit later in the show. We're going to catch up with Deputy Bill Hamby a little bit further as well. Coming up close to our second break. The News Drive at 5 is rolling on. We're going to cover more of your news headlines for the day around Iredell County, North Charlotte, and Lake Norman. We're also going to give away home show tickets in our final segment. We've got two for the show in Concord. We've got two for the show in Charlotte. Four-pack total. I know uh, Deputy Hamby has caught his eyes on that. He's, he's, he's excited to go landscaping with it. I don't think it's, we saw 40 degrees today around mm-hmm. Lake Norman. Too Statesville. cold. Yeah, too cold for us. Thoughts of spring? Enter our heads. Home show tickets coming up. News Drive at 5 rolls on. We'll talk to you soon. Yes, that phone number is accurate. If you'd like to talk to me or Deputy Bill Hamby, we welcome your calls here at, uh, gosh, what is the number? <laughs> Good thing she said 844-STUDIO-4. Yeah, that's it. Thank you, Producer Joe. Had a brain fade there. Yeah, good thing. Joe uh, to the rescue. <laughs> oh, he rescues me more often than the audience has any idea. It happens. Thank you. Yeah. Nobody needs to know, but it Nobody happens. needs to know. This one happened on air in front of everybody, so super. <laughs> Wednesday, January 17th, 2024, 535 p.m. on the East Coast. Deputy Bill Hamby is with me in-house, as well as producer Joe with the scoreboard coming up at the top of the hour. We'll talk to him in a little bit. More headlines right now in Cornelius. Several reappointments in the town's Park and Recreation Commission highlighted the town board's meeting last night. All of the votes approving the reappointments were unanimous. Carla Eustache, John Show, Robert Reed, Chris Kolkhorst all approved their terms through January of 2027. In other actions, the commissioners accepted portion of Old Canal Street and Lover's Lawn Trace for town maintenance at the request of the developer, Antiquity Resources. The commissioners also ratified an increase of $42,800 for the town park's budget to cover the costs of expanding the summer camp and polar bear tag football programs. The added funds will be generated by fee adjustments. In Davidson, the town board's first meeting of 2024 was designed primarily for a, quote, for discussion only, quote, end quote session with decisions about a clarified affordable housing down payment assistance policy and the best use of the $1.15 million Appropriates Act grant targeted for the January 23rd meeting. However, the official resignation of Commissioner Matt Dellinger on January 9th, the day of the meeting, added a twist, triggering the creation of a nomination committee and initiating a community input period to identify candidates for the now open board seat. And essentially, Dellinger bought some property with his wife, delayed his move. Life moves on. He moved to the property, and that actually took him out of jurisdiction for serving on the Davidson board. Uh, He, In a letter he wrote to Mayor Rusty Knox, 
We ultimately decided to focus on what is best for our family by going ahead with the move earlier than previously intended. So the board seat is now open. Town residents interested in serving as a commissioner can express their interest by contacting the town. In Cornelius, two mansions featured prominently on the Lake Norman shoreline may soon become the area's newest event venue, pending the town's review process for project proposals. Members of the Griffin family, former owners of Griffin Brothers Tires, Wheels, and Auto Repair, will soon submit an application to the town seeking approval for a 20,000-square-foot special events venue on 12 acres near Ramsey Creek Park. The plan was introduced at a meeting at the town's pre-development review committee last month. Larry Griffin, now owner of Royal Bliss Brewing in Denver, said, quote, A couple years ago, my daughter got married on the property, and it was a beautiful wedding. So that sort of gave us the idea for this high-end wedding venue. We thought this would be a good way to keep the property, preserve it, and not have it turned into a bunch of homes. It's a wedding venue, but could also be used for corporate events, and we feel like it's the perfect property because there's a 42-acre park on one side and we'll be the closest neighbors on the other side. The project would also include the construction of three smaller homes on an adjacent parcel where the Griffin family plans to reside. Two existing homes on the site would be demolished beforehand, making for a net gain of just one new residence. Griffin said, quote, We're not going to do anything that's going to be bad for the area because we're the neighbors. There's been some other neighbors reaching out with their their concerns being the noise and the traffic. These will be weekend events and we'll have a big tent set up on the property so any wedding bands would be inside the tent. We think the noise would be a non-issue. Uh, With each uh, property measuring just shy of 10,000 square feet, according to Mecklenburg County property records, the two mansions are each assessed in excess of $4 million. Preliminary drawings show a gate separating these two homes from the three new builds, an event tent situated between the mansions and a grass parking area on the opposite end of Nance Road. In another project, a proposal was soon to come before the town board seeks to amend the zoning of three acres on the Statesville Road for the construction of a 25,000-square-foot genesis of Cornelius new car dealership. The property is currently a paved parking area that is part of the adjacent modern Nissan dealership. Cornelius Planning Director Rox Burhan said, quote, The site currently exists for the storage and display of vehicles. The modern group has plans to introduce a new Genesis dealership to the site, offering new vehicle sales and service for Genesis vehicles, end quote. The site is currently zoned highway commercial and is within the automobile sales district overlay. Now, I want to turn my attention back to my special guest here, uh, Deputy Bill Hamby. Deputy, we've got a story coming up here. I want to tease this a little bit, that Mooresville actually has some openings, uh, what we call a Citizens Police Academy. Mm-hmm. Does um, Statesville, Iredell County, this end of the lake, have anything like that Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> we, do two, we do two academies uh, one in the spring and one in the fall for adults, mm-hmm. and we do a teen academy in the summertime at, at our agency. So, yeah, uh, we had uh, f- right at 35 people attend our Citizens mm-hmm. Academy last fall. It was the biggest class that we've had yet. Um, and Sheriff Campbell, when we put these on, 
he tasks us with making every class bigger, better, faster, stronger. <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know, this year <clears throat> we actually uh, – we, we have an attorney in, in-house, and we made him sweat. Uh, we actually decided and made the decision to take our um, students to our firing range and allow them to uh, shoot some weapons that our CERT team, or our version of a SWAT team, use. And um, it, it was amazing that uh, we, we had instructors. We, we had three stations, and we had instructors at every certified instructors at every station. Uh, we ran it uh, as secure range as we could, and when you see some of these folks, and we did let them uh, fire five shots from a fully automatic weapon, uh, and after they would they would shoot those five shots, the smiles, <laughs> these big smiles would come on their face. So when they when they did their um, synopsis of our class, and they they gave us a rating after after each class, uh, the the number one complaint we had out of this class. More bullets next time. More bullets next time. They want to shoot. They want to shoot more. Yeah. So, yes. Let me tell our audience about, I'll I'll read this story right here. We'll come back to it as well. Come back to your thoughts as well. we got a couple minutes before the next break. Uh, The Mooresville Police Department is now accepting applications for its 2024 Citizens Police Academy. The MPD's Citizens Police Academy is a 12-week program designed to provide participants with an informative look at the operations of their local police department. Start date for the Academy is March 12th. Conclude with a graduation ceremony on June the 4th. Academy sessions will be held on Tuesdays from 6 to 9 p.m. Here are the requirements. Got to be at least 18 years of age, no outstanding warrants, no pending criminal charges, and have no prior felony convictions. The Academy class size is is limited to 15 participants. Priority for attendance is given to Mooresville residents. The Citizens Police Academy is not intended to train citizens to become police officers, but to help raise awareness, understanding, and trust between uh, citizens of the Mooresville community and the department. Citizens Police Academy application can be found online at mooresvillenc.gov or can be picked up at Mooresville Police Department and Charlotte Highway in Mooresville. Completed applications must be delivered to Mooresville PD by 5 p.m. on March the 4th. For more information or questions about the uh, Mooresville Police Department Citizens Police Academy, contact Assistant Chief Dyson or Captain Faust with the Mooresville PD. In 30 seconds, Mr. Hamby. Is that pretty much what the IRL County offers, or is there a lot of difference? Oh, ours is better. Ours is better. <laughs> <laughs> that gives us an excellent topic to discuss after this break. Yes, Keep sir. it tuned right here to WSIC News Talk, News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. We got Joe, we got Bill, and we got tickets to the home shows coming right up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. News Drive at 5 rolls on. I am Patrick Reynolds here on this Wednesday, January 17th, 2024 at 5.48. It is ticket giveaway time. We've got these four. If you're watching the video feed right here from the studios, got them spread out like a full house right here. We've got four tickets, two tickets to the Greater Charlotte Home and Landscape Show, January 26th through the 28th at Cabarrus Arena in Concord. And two more tickets for the Charlotte Home and Remodeling Show. February 23rd, 24th, and 25th at the Park Expo and Conference Center in Charlotte. Two for each show, a four-pack. They're going to a caller right now. 
Who's on the line? Do we have a caller? Do we have a winner? Hello, caller. If you can hear me, it's me. Is it me? Am I the winner? Hello. Yes. Welcome to the News Driving oh. 5. You have won the tickets. Congratulations. I'm so excited. Who am I talking to and where are you from? Uh, I am Lexi in Cornelius. Lexi in Cornelius has called in and won yes. the tickets. All right. Congratulations. Thank you. And I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Deputy, Deputy Bill Hamby for thank you so much for sharing about spammers and how creative they can be because it's such a big deal. And so mm. many smart people are getting caught up in it as well. So um, they are clever. And, yeah, so thank you for the top tips on that. Well, thank you for your kind words, ma'am. That's that's our whole position is try to educate folks to keep to keep them from becoming victims and to keep us from having crimes committed. So thank you so much. Yes, yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, Lexi, if it's okay, can we put you back on hold and we'll get you uh, come back to you in information about how to get your tickets? Absolutely. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Lexi, very appreciative of the information you gave about the spammers. I, I agree with her. I, my well, phone you. rings constantly all day of, of things, and I'm not exaggerating anymore, where it's constantly ringing yes. with, with spammers just looking for that quick buck angle, trying and to scam me out of something. Just kind of a plug for our agency, and, sure. and, and ma'am, if you're listening, even though you're in Mecklenburg County, um, our agency has a, a unit specifically designed to work with victims of scams. Uh, we call it our Economic Crimes Unit or our White Collar Unit. Uh, these men and women are trained in the latest scams. If your church, civic group, HOA, group of friends, senior living center, whatever, if you want to have some of our folks come to your place and give a program, it's about 45 minutes to an hour. We've got some really cool handouts. Please give me a call, Ardell County Sheriff's Office. My name is Bill Hamby. I'm Chief Deputy, uh, 704-878-3180, and we will make arrangements. Sheriff Campbell, again, uh, one of our things is if we can prevent a crime from happening, Mm -hmm then we save people money and it, it prevents a crime for somebody from the victim of a crime. During the commercial break, you told a great story that bounced off that Mooresville Citizens Police Academy. You talked about the Iredell uh, yes. County Sheriff's yes. Police, uh, Citizens Police Academy, mm-hmm. I, should stri- I should stress. This is, does not make people into police officers. No. That's not what you're doing. No. But it certainly connects the sheriff's office with the community, what you guys go through. Would it be okay to ask you to repeat some highlights of that? It was a great story. I wish yes, sir. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I'd yeah, love please to. Please tell, uh, tell me and, about and not I'm not knocking my, my friends at the Mooresville Police Department. They, <laughs> they put on a great program. It's just, you know, I think ours is better. But they, that's okay. they have a good sense of humor no, down Bob, there at Mooresville. Bob, and, Bob and, uh, and, and all the folks down in Mooresville are awesome, so love you guys. But, no, our, our Citizens Academy, we, we run two – for adults, uh, one usually around April, and then the other one somewhere around October. Uh, we try to do it when the time changes because some of the some of the things that we have you do and let you experience, we need to have you outside, and we want pretty decent weather. So we try not to do it in, in the summer. We don't want to do it too early; it'll get too cold too early. But um, some of the things that you will experience if you come to our our academy, and we advertise it on the app and Facebook uh, and on the radio, <laughs> but. Uh, uh, some of the things that you'll experience are uh, our use of force simulator. Uh, we want you to experience that anxiety. We want you to experience that pressure of, of what are you going to do in that situation. We, we've had folks where, um, you know, maybe not so police friendly to start with and put them in a situation and let them experience what we experience. Uh, and one of the people I was telling you about when she made the shot, 
it was a no-shoot situation. And mm-hmm. she looks at Sheriff Kimmel, she's like, well, what do I do now? He's like, well, ma'am, what do you do now? Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, you're under arrest and have the right to remain silent. And it changes people because they're like, I had no, I had no idea. I didn't realize it would be like this. I, I, I didn't know what to do. Or, or you'll see them overreact. So it's a great tool, one that we use to teach our officers uh, a lot with. But we also want our citizens to do that, to, to feel how our officers do. Uh, we let you experience a traffic stop. We, we let you be that officer approaching a vehicle so that you learn why we ask you to do certain things as an officer. We, you learn why we turn our wheels this way or why we'll touch your car in a certain place uh, to make sure that we're safe and to make sure we're leaving evidence in the event of a bad situation. Uh, we'll let you ride our patrol boat. We, we, we're very proud of our boats. Uh, listening to our folks down uh, around Lake Norman, uh, we have a 400, over $400,000 patrol boat, and we just got another one uh, through an appropriation with our legislators, over $250,000. Uh, the first one was bought with dope dealer money. It didn't cost the citizens of Ardo County not one <laughs> red penny. Uh, the other one was to appropriations from our good legislators down in Raleigh. But we realized we have to protect that lake. It's the biggest man-made lake in North Carolina. Yeah. Over 500 miles of shoreline on Lake Norman, and we're responsible for 257 miles of that just here in Ardo County. So we want to give our folks a taste of this is what your deputies are experiencing on the day. Uh, we want you to, uh, to you know, to be in a in a simulated school shooting to know how our SWAT team officers and our deputies are going to mm-hmm. respond. We want you to experience that that flashbang, that concussion, to know what it's like when when our folks are responding. So we we let you do a lot of hands on stuff in our academy. I was taught in driver's ed decades ago mm-hmm. how to react when you're pulled over. My, mm-hmm. my I remember this as a teenager. My sure. driver's ed instructor said, look, you know, none of you are, are intending to be criminals, but at some point in your life, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you will be pulled over by sure. the officer of the law. And they taught me uh, just certain things. Uh, that was, uh, I'm dating myself a little bit, but not all cars had power windows. Absolutely. Roll that window yeah, down. Yeah, roll the yeah. window down. Yeah. Turn the dome light on. Mm-hmm. Put your hands on the steering wheel. Because yes, these officers go into unknown situations all the time. My, my, my teacher taught me, remove the variables and let the officer throw you're not a threat. Sure. And you will cooperate type of thing. And, mm-hmm. and that seemed, that little bit seemed to go a long way towards any relationship with the police and how they treated you. Sure. You know, what the situation was when, when they pulled over. Do you know if they still teach that in driver's ed? To, to my knowledge, we do. Uh, I know a lot of the driver's ed classes here in, in Iredale County. Captain Matt, uh, Joe, that comes with us, he and our SROs do a lot of uh, value-added teaching, if you will, in driver's ed where they'll have either our deputies or some North Carolina Highway Patrol troopers come in and do a specific section on traffic stops. Uh, and just exactly what you said, you know, it, okay, so you can't pull over right now where you're at due to whatever conditions. Turn your flashers on, slow down, acknowledge that you see those lights behind you. You're not trying to run. Uh, you know, roll your windows down uh, and roll your front and rear window down. It Because it, officers are, we're, we're, we're trained uh, either to approach from what we call a driver's side approach or passenger mm-hmm. side approach. So if it's just not pouring down raining, uh, you know, nothing wrong with rolling all four windows down because you don't know how that officer is going to approach, which side that officer is going to approach. Things like that, leaving your hands on the steering wheel. If you don't understand when we say something to you, it's okay to go, sir, ma'am, I didn't hear you. Could you please repeat that? 
uh, you know, we're there to do a job. Obviously, we've, we've observed some sort of violation or there's a reason why we're stopping you, whether it be a warrant or, or some other type of, you know, action that has started this chain of events to lead to a traffic stop. Just kind of go with it and, and you know, it, it works out well for everybody. Because one, one of the scariest things that you can do uh, is stop a car by yourself and you know there's more than one person in a mm. vehicle. You know, and especially if it's one that you're stopping for a crime that's occurred, whether it be a robbery or, you know, someone wanted on a serious felony warrant, you know, you don't know how those folks are going to react. How did you get started in law enforcement? What inspired you? <laughs> a, a snowflake. <laughs> won't, won't Politically in, or weatherwise? <laughs> uh, weatherwise, yeah. Won't, won't go into that whole story on, on air. Uh, there may be small children listening. But uh, I wanted to be a history teacher. Uh, yeah. in, more than anything in my life, I wanted to be a history teacher. Uh, unfortunately, I, I did not make the right class decisions in high school. Uh, I did not realize that you needed a thing called an SAT or college prep classes uh, when, where I attended high school. So halfway through my senior year, I joined the Future Teachers of America. I wanted to be a history teacher. I wanted to be a football coach and teach history. It's what I wanted to do. Two, two of my, famous, uh, t- my favorite teachers uh, in school both were football coaches and, and both taught history. Um, didn't work out that way, so ended up working for my dad. That didn't work out well. Loved my dad, hated my boss. Uh, <laughs> he was just a hard man to work for. Great dad, but hard man to work for. Uh, got a factory job and ended up working second shift, and some friends of mine were going to Mitchell College to get their two-year degree. I fell in behind them and just learned that, man, this is what the good Lord is calling me to do. Uh, I loved it. I embraced it with both hands. Uh, graduated Mitchell, uh, attended basic law enforcement training at Wilkes Community College, wanted to come here, wanted to come back home uh, and, and work, didn't get a chance to do that, went to work for Taylorsville PD, stayed there for six years, finished my bachelor's degree, came home in 98, and have loved every minute working here in Ardo County. That is a great story. Good yeah, to hear. It's a great I, place to work. I heard the longer story during the last commercial break, everybody. It is even better than that. <laughs> With subtitles. Yeah. Deputy Bill Hamby joins us. Good, bad, and the guilty every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Yes, here sir. at WSIC News. Do you Are you part of every that... Every show, or they, we rotate uh, sheriff. I try officers. to be in on most of those. Okay. So, yeah, either myself, the sheriff, or uh, uh, Matt Burson will be here on right. those. So you get to have Deputy Bill Hamby. Wednesdays, 3 p.m., Good, Bad, and Guilty here on WSIC News Talk. This has been the News Drive at 5. I am Patrick Reynolds. We've got tickets to give away tomorrow, again, for the home show. we got a winner today. She's on hold. Joe's going to take care of her. News Drive at 5. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>